Hello, everyone. It is Garrett Staples with the AFC Championship Edition. Welcome to the Jungle Podcast. It is finally here. The wait is over. I am recording this Friday before the AFC Championship game, January 28th. I I, I mean, I, I... I'm still in shock. I'm sure Bengals fans are still in shock. The projections for this team, you're talking about four to six wins. And the Bengals have defied the odds. Like I said, once again, I feel like the Bengals, they're a year ahead of schedule. You're talking about a team that has won the AFC North division. A tough, tough competitive division that I think has us primed for this run that we're on facing facing division foes to be able to be in this AFC championship game. That kind of tough division gets you ready, gets you primed for a playoff run like the one that the Bengals are sustaining right now. So ladies and gentlemen, this is season three, episode six, your AFC championship edition of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast with your host, Garrett Staples. We are going to break it down from the injury report to the keys offensively and defensively to have your Cincinnati Bengals, rulers of the jungle, advance to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. So, folks, let's get ready to dive right in. Episode 6. And here's come, here we go with part one. So let's take a look at this injury report for the Bengals. Defensive end Cameron Sample, groin. He is doubtful. Has not participated in a practice. So we're looking at Sample as a potential scratch. Then you're talking about wide receiver Stanley Morgan, hamstring, doubtful. He has not practiced. Now, this is very important as far as the Bengals' run defense is concerned. Defensive tackle Josh Tupu, he has practiced. Um, he should be, he's been a full goal, I believe, Thursday and Friday. So he will be ready for Sunday's AFC Championship game, 3 p.m. in Arrowhead Jihad Stadium. Okay? And that is a need that has Josh Topu questionable. I believe Mike Daniels, he has practice as well, defensive tackle for the Bengals. So that's a potential another body that for rotational use uh, you can have for run support and pass report, pass, uh, pass rush to get to Patrick Mahomes, generating that pressure up the middle to also run alongside DJ Reader, which is so important. And then just moving right along with the Bengals injury report, Joe Burrow, uh, knee, he is a full goal, practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. T. Higgins, thumb, full practice, full goal, full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So these guys, when you look at the Bengals and their injury report, for this time of year, you really not too much you can ask for. Uh, they're they're relatively really healthy. 
Um, and moving right along to the rivals, uh, the enemy, Kansas City Chiefs, their injury report. So let's take a look at this. The key is Tyron Matthew had a concussion in the game against Buffalo. Questionable. Full practices Thursday and Friday. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that because if you're not aware, Tyron Matthew plays the safety position now and is basically the quarterback for the back end of the Chiefs defense. So it's imperative uh, for them trying to defend the Chiefs, trying to defend the Bengals offense, that they have Tyron Matthew, just very instinctive. You may know him uh, back from his LSU days and his nickname from Les Miles, the head coach, as the Honey Badger. Moving right along, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He has a shoulder. He was a full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is more of like that scat back type. He can run in between the tackles, but very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Moving right along to what the Chiefs want to do defensively. Cornerback Rashad Fenton, back. Full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Moving right along to another uh, to a wide receiver, uh, weapon for Patrick Mahomes, McCole Hardman, hip. Full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Moving right along till they call him the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. And he had a heel injury. And he is a full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Then moving along to linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Back. Full practice Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Moving along to Chris Jones, defensive tackle, full practice, uh, growing Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Cornerback Legarius Sneed, knee, full practice Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Cornerback Traverius Ward, neck, full practice Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And running back Darrell Williams, toe. Full practice Wednesday. Thursday was a limited practice. Friday was a limited practice. Darrell Williams, I believe, he he ran, had a decent day against the Bengals uh, week 17. So that's that's a key because he runs more of the in-between-the-tackles running back to get those tough yards. So if he's not able to go or is limited during the game, that's, hey, I, I, I mean, it's a war of attrition. That's a win for the Bengals and defensively a headache that Lou Anaramo does not have to worry about. And then looking at guard Andrew Wiley, uh, elbow full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, so that is your injury report for the AFC Championship game for the Bengals at Chiefs. Uh, That will be on CBS 3 p.m. All right, and we'll start to touch on just what to watch for. The game within the game, as I like to call it. So we're talking about the Bengals, and it's been like a huge narrative and storyline about the crowd noise, and everybody's going back to a year ago, Joe Burrow's rookie season, when he basically said playing in SEC stadiums which 
in all actuality, from a capacity, you're talking about 100,000 versus most NFL stadiums. You're in the 60s as far as uh, 60,000 plus as far as fans in the stadium and, and seat capacity. So, you know, it's just attrition and, and just talking about the bodies in the stands. It's more in college stadiums. So, I mean, there's some accuracy to that. But if you're not aware, uh, decibels, as far as NFL stadiums are concerned, the loudest is in Kansas City at Arrowhead, at Jihad Stadium. So, you know, there's a lot of fans, a lot of, of chatter going on back in Kansas City saying, oh, okay, you don't think we can get as loud as SEC stadiums we're going to show you Sunday. So that's, uh, I guess, some non-bulletin board material because this was said last year, but that's like the narrative going around uh, Kansas City that they are, they're talking about. And the Bengals, to combat that and to be prepared for that in preparation, you saw them practicing at Paul Brown Stadium and pumping in loud crowd noise to get the Bengals prepared. Um, and you think about back to the Tennessee game, you saw some false starts, some penalties. So this was imperative that the Bengals went ahead and got the loud crowd noise into Paul Brown Stadium at practice, practicing on the hand signals, the silent snap count, uh, which will be instrumental for the offensive execution because on the road in an AFC championship game, it comes down to, to me, when you have two explosive offensive uh, teams that are evenly matched, I think the Bengals, they do have the edge defensively, but it comes down to turnovers and penalties. Who can make the least of those? So that's going to be key for the Bengals on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely, definitely just so imperative that you play and the Bengals continue outside of that non-interception that hit the ground in Tennessee to play mistake-free football and to not turn the ball over. And then moving on, everybody, the whole narrative, national media, everyone is talking about it from national to local media. Frank Pollock and this offensive line, you cannot give up nine sacks like you did in Tennessee. What adjustments are they going to make in protection to keep Joe Barrow's pocket clean and upright? What are they going to do against the stunts and the crisscrosses that Tennessee like to run that I'm sure Kansas City and Steve Spagnola's defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, I'm sure they looked at that film and they're saying, hey, we're going to try to implement some of that. Not saying that the Chiefs front four is as good as the Titans, but they're going to try some of those defensive schemes, uh, those stunts and crisscrosses to try to get defensive tackles free and pass rushers uh, to Joe Burrow. And how will Frank Pollock have these guys ready to keep Joe Burrow clean? I understand maybe one to two sacks with this offensive line the way that it is constructed, but nine, that just can't happen. I believe, for the Bengals to be successful. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is part one of your AFC Championship edition. Welcome to the Jungle Podcast. We will be right back.
Here we are, folks. Welcome to the Jungle Podcast, your AFC Championship Edition, Part 2 of the Bengals Keys, so we can get this win and continue to survive and advance. In the words of one Joseph Lee, Colonel Joseph Lee Burrow, to the Super Bowl. So here we go, folks. Let's touch upon this offense. Brian Callahan, you've got to use Jamar Chase in multiple positions. And I'll reiterate it as the previous episode. Kyle Shanahan uses Debo Samuel in multiple facets, multiple ways, however you want to explain it. And when I say that, Jamar Chase, you got to line him up in the slot. You got to line him, split split him out wide. You've got to line him up at running back. Run the jet sweep. Uh, Excuse me, at running back. Run the jet sweep. Uh, Use him in the screen game. You've got to line Chase up in different positions so Steve Spagnola cannot key on Chase. Because we all know after what happened week 17, Spagnola is going to try to put a a cornerback and probably even a safety not to get exposed by Jamar Chase again. So we definitely, with the pass rush and how the offensive line has struggled, helped Joe Burrow out. Quick passing plays, explosive plays. If you got the trick plays, this is the game that you use it because the Chiefs will not expect it. So from, like I mentioned, the jet sweep to even... If Jamar Chase can throw, ladies and gentlemen, just being the defense is going to key on him so much. I I look for the, not the Hail Mary, but uh, the the toss back. It's just, even to where the defense is keying on Chase so much that you, you run a flea flicker. That was what I was looking for, a flea flicker play where the defense is going to key on him. You toss it to Chase. You have Boyd running, streaking down the middle, and you hit him with a kill shot with a flea flicker where Jamar Chase is throwing the football to Boyd for a touchdown or to T. Higgins. Change it up. The defense is, like I said, Steve Spagnola, he's going to have to come with a different game plan because three touchdowns, by Jamar Chase and over 200 yards receiving. He is not going to let that happen or try not to this AFC championship game. So that is that as the, as I call it, the Jamar Chase factor, which keeps a, a defensive coordinator like Steve Spagnola up at night to where he cannot sleep. All right. And then moving right along. If, like I had mentioned before, if the coverage is rolled to Chase, hey, Joe Burrow, he can't get locked on. He's got to look at his other options, his other weapons. 
T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, and I'm even talking about Chris Evans, which I, this comes down to personnel. This comes down to Brian Callahan. This comes down to Zach Taylor. We saw in that Titans game, that divisional round, uh, P. Ryan, that was the first turnover in weeks, which shouldn't have been a turnover because the ball actually hit the ground. But P. Ryan's hands looked a little bit shaky, trying to catch the ball out of the backfield. And as we all know, Chris Evans, that's his specialty. And he is very elusive out of the backfield and is very shifty and can make that first defender miss. And I think you need to take advantage offensively of Chris Evans playing more running back when uh, giving spells for Joe Mixon than it would be for Samaj P. Ryan. And let's just talk about the moxie of Joe Burrow and the confidence he exudes and has given to this team to where the game is never too big, the moment is never too large, and Joe, you can call him Joe Cool or Joe Joe Burr as everybody has nicknamed him. He just has ice water in his veins. And as the larger the moment is, the bigger the stage, the more calm and cool this guy is an assassin under pressure and leads his team to victory. And in the press conference, Joe Burrow basically said, I work hard in the offseason and during the season to be in this position of an AFC championship game. If I was going 500 each year, I would question why I put in all of this work. So the confidence is there. The results are there. Your second season coming off a catastrophic knee injury. Joe Burrow has led this Cincinnati Bengals team from worst to first in one year to the AFC Championship game. And then let's switch over, switch gears to Lou's crew, Lou Anaramo, and this defense. The defense must keep Mahomes from breaking contain of the pocket. And we all saw against Buffalo, and we saw it in Week 17 in Cincinnati in the first half. If you play man-to-man coverage and you have your secondary where they're turning their backs to chase the wide receivers to guard them and then at the last second turning around to try to bat the ball down, Patrick Mahomes is very, his football IQ and acumen is second to none. If he sees that defensive line and they're not able to get to him and it parts like the Red Sea, he is running right up the middle and just taking what the defense gives him. And we saw against Buffalo, that's like a 30 or 40 yard scamper untouched and he's sliding like baseball right uh, onto, the, onto the ground without taking any punishment for scrambling outside the pocket. That just can't happen. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm thinking, Lou Anaramo, if I can talk to you, when you go man-to-man, you better keep a spy, a linebacker there, so in case Patrick Mahomes breaks contain, you have a linebacker there to meet him right after the defensive line and put him on his back. Has to be, that has to be a priority. 
And then let's take a look at things as far as these running backs are concerned. I mentioned back on the injury report, it was Williams, where he had, uh, Darrell Williams, he had had an an injury that has kind of kept him not able to practice uh, running back Darrell Williams with the toe. But the other game within the game is we're talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We're talking about a Jarek McKinnon. These guys may not hurt you so much in between the tackles, but those, those flare routes, those routes in the flats, in the passing game, I'm very concerned of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and how hard he runs and Jarek McKinnon. They have been running. So the linebackers, they have to not only be aware of Travis Kelsey keeping the tight end in check and and limiting for Tyreek Hill and Kelsey yards after the catch, but you also have to do the same as far as these running backs coming out the backfield in the passing routes and limiting yards after the catch that can hurt you. And then as far as this pass rush is concerned, Trey Hendrickson, full go as practice. Uh, Sam Hubbard, ready to go. These guys, they've got to get pass rush. It's got to be disciplined pass rush where they stay in their lanes and don't rush up to the field too fast to where Patrick Mahomes breaks contain and gets outside and is scampering up the sideline. We've seen that as well. Can't happen. Got to be disciplined. Will take the sack or will take the pressure where it hurries him and throw where he wants to throw it away. But don't get up the field too quickly to where, like I said, and I'll reiterate, Patrick Mahomes can just break the pocket and be scampering down the sideline. So it's got to be a disciplined pass rush. So we also, and I, I touched upon Tyreek Hill, I touched upon Travis Kelsey. Those are the major weapons. The Bengals limited both of them to 65 yards in Cincinnati. Do I think that can will happen in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game? No, I do not. But here's my stat lines, and here's how I think the Bengals can get to a win. You limit Tyreek Hill to maybe one touchdown. Anywhere from 70 to 80 yards. You can live with that. You limit Travis Kelsey to maybe 80 or 90 yards, and he only has maybe one to two touchdowns. You can live with that. Bengals, that is where you want to be. You're talking three scores maybe right there. And with my prediction, you, you may have someone else score for the Chiefs. That gets you where you need to be where I think this game is going to be at. Everybody's talking about 30. I'm thinking the Bengals to get this win. You're talking about 41 points. I have the Chiefs at 31. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bengals advance to the Super Bowl. I'm saying it. I'm speaking it into existence. And why am I saying this? I still feel like the old proverbial saying, 
Offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. I feel like the Bengals have the better defense. They showed that in week 17 in Cincinnati. I feel like the Bengals will win the turnover battle. They'll get two key turnovers to get them over the hump and to get them to Los Angeles for this Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. So that is where I'm at. That is my thought process. Bengals fans, I'm sure you'll take that. Advancing on to the Super Bowl, we'll see how it plays out, 3 p.m. But the future is bright for the Bengals. But like Von Bell said in his press conference, you never know when you're going to get back. Take care of business and let's get to the Super Bowl. And let's continue to defy the odds. And let's win the whole damn thing, ladies and gentlemen. Who they? This is your host, Garrett Staples. Bengals march on to the Super Bowl. Thank you.